I approach everyone, whether it's in our office or our field operations, with they are just as important as I am. Welcome back to Women at Work, a podcast celebrating women's experiences in the residential construction industry. I'm Caroline Broderick, your co-host of Work and the Associate Editor for ProBuilder. Before we jump into it, remember, if you like what you hear, consider leaving a rating and review wherever you get your audio. My name is Lindy Oliva. I am the Division President for Pulte Homes in the Houston market. Lindy Oliva, president of Pulte Group's Houston division, entered the industry through a finance position, but it was embracing each opportunity that came her way that got her to where she is today. After years as a residential construction leader, Lindy has settled into her own leadership style, and as division president, she adds to Pulte Group's nationally recognized work environment. She chats with us today about what a good leader is and her experience in the industry. Lindy, thank you for taking the time to talk to me today. Um, So like I told you, I want to discuss your experience in the industry, your advice for being a strong leader in creating a positive workplace environment. So like you said, you're the division president for one of the country's largest home builders. And you're also one of the longest serving female division presidents at the company. Um, To start, can you tell me a little bit more about your journey in the home building industry and with Pulte Group? I can. Uh, So I've actually worked for a couple of different builders in my career, although I've spent the vast majority of my builder time at uh, Pulte Group. I, um, out of college, actually, I graduated with an accounting degree and obtained a CPA license, and I worked in an internal audit environment um, for another builder for a couple of years, and then made a venture over uh, to a controller role for a regional builder. And um, in the mid-2000s, that regional builder um, had some financial challenges, and that's how I actually ended up. um, I followed a a previous division president to Centex Homes. I started working at Centex in 2006, um, and in fact, June 15th was my 15-year anniversary with the company. And so um, Pulte actually uh, acquired Centex in 2009, and I was at the time the vice president of finance and uh, stayed in that role as a vice president of finance at Pulte until 2013. In 2013, I took the division president role for the Houston market. So my background in the industry is finance, And interestingly enough, that regional builder that I worked for probably gave me the most opportunity at the time to learn, and it is something that I've tried to take forward in my leadership with my team today, and that the folks I worked with there gave me visibility into a lot of functions. We were doing a a startup brand within the Houston market, and that required me to get into and be involved with procurement understanding construction and sales and so with a lot of that being a startup and getting my uh, hands into so many different functions it it really helps me round out my knowledge of the business and so that's something that I carry today with my team and that I encourage them even if they're in a specific function to make sure that they're reaching out and learning more about other portions of our business 
because it, it truly did help me advance my career. And that's part of why I was able to move to a division president role with Pulte in 2013 is it was natural for me to be involved with more functions than just the finance role. Oh, that's great. And so what I'm hearing from you is that smaller regional builder and being a startup, you were, they kind of granted you an option almost like, hey, you can do all these different things. And you kind of really took that and it's benefited your career since then. Absolutely. It was, you know, I had a a leader at the time that I, our division president, I learned a lot from and he encouraged me uh, to make sure that uh, I took advantage of opportunities to participate on the sales floor or to walk construction. And he taught me a lot uh, during that process, but I embraced it. And it did take a lot of long working hours to make sure that I had that I had the opportunity to learn and get out and do things that were outside of my functional responsibilities. But it really did help me um, grow my knowledge of the business. And, and yes, that's something that from that, because he gave me the opportunity and I embraced it, that's what I'll encourage my folks today is I'll give you the opportunities. It's your job to embrace it, though, and to go get that knowledge. And something I wanted to ask you, too, and it, it really ties into this because you're telling me your background is all in finances. So I had watched a video Pulte Group put out highlighting you as a leader. And one of the things that you had said was it's important for women in the industry to feel comfortable. And by that, one of the specific things you were talking about is comfort on job sites and different environments like that. And so you coming from your finance background, working on that startup, was that confidence kind of a natural thing for you or how did you develop that? My approach, um, I would say, is something I've learned from a few leaders that I've worked with. And, you know, I'll, I'll go off topic a little bit just to tell you that one of the things that I feel makes an effective leader isn't being the best at your function. Um, being an effective leader is hiring the best people to do their jobs and then knowing that if I hire somebody, for instance, to be in construction, I want them to be better at construction than I am, uh, clearly. But my ability to lead them isn't because I know how to do their technical work. It's my ability to lead them to where we need to be as a company. So with that, when I first took the job as a division president, and even today when when I walk our job sites, I spend a lot of time asking questions of my team. And approach to me is a big part of what um, I've learned from other leaders. I, I, both positive and negative, I've worked for some leaders that I didn't like their approach and I've worked for some that I did like their approach. And I, I personally have created a style which is asking questions to get to the answer I know I'm looking for but not doing it in a manner that the the person on the other end of that conversation when I'm walking construction feels intimidated by what I'm saying. So I don't need to pretend to know more than they do. Or even if I do know, there are times I know the answer already, but I'll approach it with uh, an acquisitive type style in order for them to, um, to know that I'm not trying to dominate or be better at what they're doing. Uh, And I've approached that with everything. I would tell you whether it is land development, for instance, we develop a lot of our own communities. We hire engineers and the engineers are supposed to be the experts at the development work, 
but it doesn't prohibit me from asking questions of the engineer in um, an inquiring type of uh, style to try to understand why we must do it a certain way. So that kind of speaks, to, I, I think, the way that even if my background is finance, it, it to me, finance background doesn't mean you can't understand the basics of construction or land or, um, you know, purchasing, whatever it may be. Those things are all intuitive to a lot of people. Experience is where you gain, you know, uh, knowledge and and. Over time, I've gained a lot of experience in these various functions, but I still think that having the best people in those roles and then being able to inquire of those people is how I continue to learn today, and I think how people would view my leadership style. And there are two things in what you said that are kind of standing out to me. So when you're asking these questions, one, like you said, you sometimes know the answer, but you're asking the questions to want to learn more, also kind of engage with the person you're working more. So is that um, a way you almost uh, make the people you're working with feel comfortable as well? It is. And, you know, it, it actually is another part of my leadership style in general. I think if you asked anyone on my team today, I approach everyone, whether it's in our office or our field operations, with they are just as important as I am. And I, I try to make that a part of the culture of our division as well. There is no, uh, I'll say, top-down culture. It's more um, lateral in that we're all important in the jobs that we do. Everybody's job is just different. And so I, I do ask questions, and I try to make them feel comfortable with me because the reality is not only am I a female in a construction job site, which we do have some female field managers I'm very proud of, um, but we also, you know, on top of that, I am a division president. And so naturally, a lot of folks get intimidated when the boss is out on the job site. I want them to feel comfortable and that they can communicate effectively with me as they would anybody else. And you're talking about your leadership style and, you know, you've held, like like you were explaining, several leadership positions over the span of your career. And so in your years as a leader, has your perspective on what makes a great leader changed at all? It really has. Um, and, you know, it probably hasn't changed a ton in the last five years um, as I've really grown into my own leadership style, but I... I have learned a lot from several different people, and those folks, I, as I mentioned earlier, I've learned positive and negative types of leadership from my perspective, from people I've worked with. And so to me, part of what makes an effective leader is being able to identify what you want to be and how you want to be with your team. And you do that by observing others. And I have observed behaviors of leaders in the past that I said, okay, well, that's who they are, but that's not who I want to be. Or I really like how that leader does this. And so I have used a lot of those things as I've advanced in my career to mold and shape who I want to be for my team um, and maybe even differently for people outside of my company, but this is who I want to be viewed as. And, and I, you know, probably less over the last five years, but I would say I still continue today 
to observe different leaders that I may come in contact with and learn positive things from them that I can apply to, to who I am or how I, I am today with my, my team. And, you know, also from when you first entered the industry until now, have, have you seen a shift in the perception of women in construction? It's interesting. When I first entered the industry, I don't recall having many women around me in um, the companies that I worked for, especially not in leadership positions. I would have had a couple of peers and or, frankly, being in finance, you found back then that most of your uh, females were in accounting roles. Um, A lot of them were in marketing roles. Um, or sales roles, but you didn't find women often in, if at all, in the leadership roles or in the construction side of the business. The regional builder that I went to work for, um, actually when I left that company, they were pretty upset because I was the only female they had in a leadership role. Um, interestingly enough, what got me to Syntex at the time was that our area vice president of finance who interviewed and hired me was a female. And for the first time, I remember feeling like, okay, there is now a company that has a female in leadership. And I didn't necessarily feel treated differently as a female. You just didn't see anybody around you who was. Um, and so, you know, that. I would say was the biggest difference when I got to Centex, and um, since being at Pulte, I've never I've never felt different for sure being a female um, at at Pulte or at Centex. But again, when you look around you, and even when I first became a division president, you look around and there were no other females um, in our leadership. We now have two other female division presidents who I speak with frequently. And I think we've all had similar journeys in that. Seeing the number of women expand in construction over time, both in operational roles and in leadership roles, and that for us is exciting to observe. But I wouldn't say that I've seen it really change as much as I I have truly seen the number of women being able to get into the operational side of the business, maybe through confidence, maybe through Um, us expanding what we believe the role needs to be for a construction manager as an example and allowing people the opportunities and those women now feeling more confident to take on those opportunities. Mm -hmm. And so by seeing that, did that that just inherently made you feel more confident seeing someone who was more like you in that position? It made me recognize that it was certainly obtainable and there was no, there was nothing holding me back because I'm a female at all. Um, and, and I don't know that I ever felt held back before that. Uh, it just, it's one of those things that when you finally see that person, and I hear this from employees today who will tell me, I, seeing a female as my boss is encouraging. And they come out of other industries even. And so I think the more that you have that representation, the more people naturally will start to to feel more comfortable or confident in their own capabilities. And I think even, you know, since um, being here, I've encouraged my construction leader to look for females 
for field manager roles, and he's done an excellent job. We've actually been able to hire a few females, and I feel very comfortable in being able to help them with some of the same challenges that I might have faced and help them feel confident in the fact that just because you're a female doesn't mean you can't learn how to do a frame punch walk. It doesn't mean that you can't follow up to ensure that a trade partner showed up, did their job on time, did their job effectively, did their job accurately. Um, doesn't mean you can't learn how to build a house. You're just as smart as the, the guy is. And frankly, my field managers aren't swinging hammers, so that probably makes it a little more attractive. Um, but we are starting to see women feel more confident in that arena. And even if they are going to swing a hammer, they feel more confident that, oh, I can do that just as good as that guy can do it. And I, I love seeing that confidence get built because it, it truly is based on your ability to understand and do a job, not based on your gender. And, you know, we've talked, obviously, a little bit about your leadership style, but I wanted to know um, a little bit more about employee morale. So, you know, Pulte Group has been named one of the best places to work in Texas and also best places to work in general, but also for women specifically. So I want to kind of hear a little bit more from you, Lindy. What do you keep in mind or what do you do within your division to keep up that employee morale? You know, I... I'll speak to a couple of things I think we do here locally. The first and, and probably the biggest thing for me is that I have said for eight years to my team, if you sit down and put your hours on a page, you spend more time at work than you do at home unless you're sleeping. Take out sleep time, you're awake more hours at work than you are at home. And if that's the case, and you're spending more time with people at work than you are with your family, why would you not want your workplace to be the best possible environment? I would be miserable if I had to get up every day knowing I was going to spend eight to ten hours, whatever it is, with people I don't like or in an atmosphere I don't like, um, or in a, I would say like a a bad environment um, where maybe people are backstabbing or ladder climbing. We need to be um, fun, but you know, serious about our jobs. We, I will tell you, we take accountability very seriously along the way, but we want to enjoy what we're doing and we want to enjoy the people we work with. We want to respect one another. Um, and I think we've created an environment here where, as I mentioned earlier, Everyone is equally important. So if you're the office administrator, you're just as important as I am. If you're a field manager, a sales counselor, it doesn't matter to me. Everybody is equally important because it takes all pieces for our business to come together. And I've done a couple of demonstrations for my team on our industry where I've explained it's like a relay race. And if somebody falls down or if somebody drops a baton, the next person can't move on. So you don't gain anything out of making that person who's, you know, in front of or behind you in the relay fall or fail. That doesn't do any good for the relay race. Our goal is for everybody to succeed along the way. And by being a great team, that happens. But in addition to that, we now enjoy the race. We enjoy the time that we're there together. Uh, we have camaraderie. So I've done, I would say, most of the, the work I have um, in terms of keeping morale with my team is making sure that my leaders are also facilitating that environment of 
Make sure you care about your people um, personally. You understand them personally. You know what's going on in their lives. Um, you, you don't just come in every day and talk about business. You need to ask how they're doing. You need to know how they're doing because that's going to have an impact on how well they can do their work. And in addition to that, we want them to know that you truly do care about them. That's going to make them getting out of bed and coming to work a whole lot easier. And then fostering great teamwork and great culture amongst our teams. Um, making sure that if you're uh, a field manager working in a neighborhood that you have a good relationship with your sales counselor, you guys are communicating. Um, I think a lot of that from my perspective is what people love about working here. And frankly, it's interesting because I, I use an example to me about Pulte Group's culture from a couple of years ago that just speaks to who we are as a company, and it, it truly does speak to also who we are as a division in Houston. But during Hurricane Harvey, I'll, I'll never forget sitting in my house, um, watching the weather, and being a little fearful for my employees. And we had set up a communication realm amongst my team saying, okay, you check in with your people and then circle back with me. We want to know how everybody's doing. And within the first 24 hours, I had some employees who had to get out. Things were flooding. They, they had to get out of their homes. And before hotels had even booked up, the first thing I said was, go get a room. It's on us. We want to make sure you're safe. Get your family out of there. We don't want you to flood at home. I can tell you beyond that, our senior leadership reached out to me and was texting me all hours of the night and day, how are you, are you okay, is your family okay, how are our employees, what can we do to help you guys? No one ever asked me what's the impact to the business. Everyone cared about how I was doing, my family was doing, and my employees were doing. And nobody ever questioned, Linda, you just put 15 people into hotel rooms on company money they in turn turned around and set up a fund to help employees who were impacted by the flood. That speaks a lot to the culture of Pulte and the culture that I think we have as well here in Houston. Thanks to Lindy for chatting leadership and her experience with me. And thank you for listening today. Be sure to check out our other episodes featuring amazing women in the industry. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on socials.